Hello, everybody, and welcome to Casual Cognition. We have a wonderful episode for you today. I decided to try something that I've wanted to do for a while. I basically went into an active Discord I'm a part of and asked for a random stranger to come on the cast with me. So, today's guest is Elaine Morton, and she is an absolutely fascinating person. I won't spoil too much about the cast, but I will warn you that this one is not for the kids. There's some really heavy and uh, pretty explicit things in this episode, but all in all, we had a great time, and I think you'll really, really enjoy it. So let's get started. Thanks for listening, everybody. Elaine, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. This is uh, I'm honored to be here. (laughs) This is a really exciting uh, cast for me because this is the first time that I've ever had somebody on who I've just randomly uh, reached out to. And uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while. It's a real fun idea. And I think that it's one of the beauties of podcasting and just having a... uh, Having a sort of community like uh, the Duncan Trussell community that you and I are a part of, and how we uh, how we met, um, you know, it's 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 fun to have these little connections. And so I wanted to talk to a stranger, basically, on the podcast. <laughs> so you are the stranger of choice. So welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to get to know you here. Yeah, I'm honored to be here, Nate. Uh, this is pretty awesome to me. It's the first podcast I've ever been on, and um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's do this. I'm I'm psyched. <laughs> All right, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you've mentioned some very interesting things to me already, but um, <laughs> you know, where are you right now? What are you into? Where are you working? Give us a little. Give us a little introduction. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so my name's Elaine. Uh, Elaine Morton. I go by the stage name Ellie Bell um, when I'm, you know, content creating. I'm from, born and raised in Maui, Hawaii. Um, currently live here, Wailuku. A. Um, so my day job, I am a hemp farmer. Um, technically a hemp cultivation technician. Uh, we basically grow legal CBD buds. Um, we have a variety of products there, but this is not an advertisement. Uh, <laughs> um, outside of that, um, you know, I am also uh, somewhat of an adult <laughs> entertainer. Um, I'm an amateur, a verified amateur on various platforms. Um, uh I am, well, I'm obviously transgender. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, I've been on HRT for seven months now. Um, It's been kind of a rough transition, but we can get into that later if you want. Yeah, now, real Um, quick, what is HRT, just uh, so everybody's clear on that? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, It's hormone replacement therapy. So um, when someone is finally able to start their um, transgender journey. Um, what they'll do is they'll be started on a course of medication, uh, which will basically replace the hormones in their body to help um, you know change uh, your form 
to something that more aligns to uh, your identity. And uh, again, how how long have you been on that? Uh, seven months. Seven months. And mm-hmm. um, sorry, we don't have to get too derailed, but uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting topic to me. But uh, mm-hmm. when did you decide, or, or when did you first feel? that you were trans and uh when did you decide that you wanted to go through with the full hormone therapy because i know that that sometimes people decide to stick with their their own physicality and then some people decide to change it and you know the the time whenever people realize it is different so i'm always curious as to that if you're talking about it yeah, no, no problem. Um, so I really started like exploring the idea. I've always kind of like felt off and like uncomfortable in like myself, and I'd never really like had any education or knowledge about what even transgender is. Um, I did kind of like really explore, um, start exploring, um, you know, my sexuality and identity, uh, being gender uh, fluid at some point at when I was sixteen, seventeen, when I really started like opening up my uh, what do you call it? I guess like sexual awareness. Unfortunately, uh, I had some really traumatic things happen to me when I was seventeen. Um, I don't know if I could say this, but I got raped. You can raped. say whatever uh, on here. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, I got I basically got raped twice um, when I was seventeen, and since then I basically completely shut off all like sexuality, everything, cut, uh, repressed everything, and I went into the closet completely for about a decade, about 12 years. Um, and I only came out of it <laughs> um, just last year after multiple suicide attempts. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, quite a journey. Yeah, it was, it was very uh, tumultuous, if you will. <laughs> and so your um, you would say that that traumatic event cause you to sort of deny yourself in this way for that long. Now, that's an interesting thing to me because I feel like like that's very um a very common thing that happens and I think a lot of people are confused as to or maybe just ignorant as to how those two things are related. And the trans community, it's it's pretty uh well documented is like much has much higher uh, instances of um, being victims of sexual abuse. And mm-hmm. then also, you know, there's all these issues of people being comfortable about their identities or their sexualities and things. And people have a hard time uh, connecting those two. So mm-hmm. um, is there any way that you could elaborate on on why that caused you to uh, hide from yourself in that way. Yeah, so um, specifically the trauma that I experienced, um, part of it, I don't want to get into too much detail because it is yeah, still like fine. a very sensitive topic. Hopefully this me, isn't but... too much uh, too much to, to talk about. No, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I've been I've been working on it. It's, so it's it should be okay. But one of the things that both um, rapists did was they dressed me up in fem in you know a wig and feminine clothes mm. um 
because at the time I was very like androgynous and feminine looking for a 17 year old boy, you know? Um, so the, I think the fact that both times involved, um, you know, feminine clothing basically gave me a complete aversion to anything feminine. I kind of just like shut all that down, even though inside my head I knew like, like, I wanted to be a woman, I wanted to be a girl, I wanted to be feminine. At the same time, there was this traumatic, like, almost like a knife came through and just cut all that out of my brain, mm. and I just blocked that away. Yeah, that's just horrendous. And I... It, it blows my mind to hear these things and to hear how often it happens because it it's hard for me to understand how somebody can do something like that to another human being and my uh my partner she um has also been sexually assaulted and other people have also been sexually assaulted who i know and who are you know just you'd never know it unless they talk to you about it and yet they have this very heavy burden that really affects their personality, really affects their um, their sort of ability to socialize often, ability to, to handle relationships. And then as you've experienced, there's this whole other um, aspect to it where it can, it can affect your whole identity. <coughs> uh, excuse me. So Yeah, um, I think a lot of people really avoid talking about it because it really is painful. Like, it fucking yeah. brings all that back up, and it can ser- just talking about it can serve as a trigger for at PTSD episodes. Like I'm diagnosed with PT- PTSD. Um, I haven't had an episode. Well, actually, I had an episode about a month ago, uh, but before that, I hadn't had an episode for like over a year, and I thought I was good, right? And then it just I was sitting at a bar one night. Um, probably had a little bit too much to drink. I wasn't driving, by the way, but. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she really wanted to know about, like, my traumatic experiences. Um, and I started talking about it, and me being, you know, quite intoxicated, um, it literally triggered a PTSD flashback. And I, like, lost my shit for a good half hour <laughs> in the middle of the damn bar. I mean, I was lucky I had so many, like, good friends mm. and people who were there to, like, protect me and whatnot, but... It was rough. Like, I was completely embarrassed afterwards. I was like, oh, my God, what is wrong with me? Oh, I hate this. Like, this, I'm so stupid. How could I let this happen? And, like, I realized, like, nobody... I mean, not that nobody cared. Nobody cared that I was making a scene. Um, but a lot of people understood. Like, they were like, this person is suffering trauma. Like, they are yeah. dealing with a PTSD flashback right now. Like Nobody was angry at you. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's that's really hard in the moment, I think, for yeah. people to understand who are in that state is that they feel like they're like everybody is just like upset with them and or, or well, annoyed or you know and after after the fact, yes. Um in well well we, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know um if you are any um if your listeners have PTSD or know what people with PTSD, but like when you're in the middle of that episode you're not in reality. Like, mm. your point of view 
is from the exact moment when you were suffering that trauma. Mm. So, like, for me, like, my brain, what happens is, from what I understand, um, in my situation, the brain shuts off and it returns to that 17-year-old me when I was, you know, being violently raped. Almost like a dreamlike state. Almost, yeah. Almost. That's why... Yeah. Yeah. I've never experienced anything like that. Um, I, uh, I have, a, I have depression issues, but I don't have anxiety based issues. Um, you know, it, it's just a trauma, trauma, trauma issues manifest in different ways, but that seems like mm-hmm. something that would really be terrifying to experience because, you know, it, it's one of those things and, and, I have been around people who've experienced this before. Like whenever your reality is warped and you don't have control over like your perception of what's going on, it, it can be very freaky. Mm -hmm. So that seems like something that would be absolutely terrifying. Now, is there anything, um, in particular that has helped you, with that and what made you kind of get to the point um apparently fairly recently where you're ready to kind of like officially be like all right this is the way that i am this is the way that i want to be and i'm going to take these steps like was there a particular like uh, turning point or has there been something gradual that's been going on so for me um yeah, it was a very specific turning point. I know some people, you know, take the slow route. Me personally, I've never been <laughs> taking the slow route. I've always been, you know, living life on the Autobahn over here. <laughs> but uh, uh, so, yeah, um, what happened was I, I served in the army for three years. Um, ironically, Trump was president for those years. And the exact <laughs> like a month after I enlisted. I was wondering about that, that whole fucking yeah, nonsense yeah. transgender ban. That fucking asshole. Yeah, he fucking, like, a month after I enlisted, I hopped out of basic combat training and fucking that asshole bans a uh, fucking transgender in the military. So that was a little uh, perturbing, to say the least. <laughs> um, it, uh, I'm just going to so say I, I, loved my, I loved my job in the military. I loved the people, well, not the people, but I loved my squad mates, you know, mm-hmm. um, the people I shared barracks with, people I shared lunch tables with, the people I worked alongside with every day. Like, I absolutely loved them. I still keep in contact with most of them. Um, I hated the fucking army. Hated That's the military. The military yeah. can be a shitty organization <laughs> while still containing a lot of good people. I've definitely loved Right. That. Yeah, I it's... I um, a lot of great people who are in the military who are veterans. Doesn't make the... Uh, the institution good right yeah it's uh definitely it was a it was an experience to say the least (laughs) um but yeah i was a 35 quebec uh which is a cyberspace intelligence collector um i worked in a cyber warfare unit um i mean i can only talk so much about that but you know classification all that but anyways i digress um i Ended up getting out in February 2021. Um, I enlisted in 2017. I got out 2021. And um, <laughs> fucking 
the funniest thing is one week out from my discharge date, they lifted the trans ban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It was quite frustrating to say the least. Um people were like, Hey, uh you wanna stay in? I was like, Fuck no. <laughs> like you are smoking rocks. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of this piece. <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh well, I can just randomly be discharged if some goon happens to decide like oh well i don't like this particular type of person in the military like that that was insane i couldn't believe that that was even like accepted as a legal thing like oh you're just going to ban all transgender people from the military like who the fuck yeah like what yeah and this is from mr like oh oh, yeah i support the troops nobody loves the troops more than me Unless, yeah, exactly. Unless, like, unless come on, those kinds of troops. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I understand. Shit. Yeah, his justification, from what I understand, is that it was too expensive to maintain transgender soldiers because we they have to supply HRT. Let me tell you, HRT is like the some of the cheapest drugs you can get. It's super fucking cheap. Yeah, it's every. Yeah, it's. My that mom was clearly had to get bullshit. it because she actually she had an issue. She got a hysterectomy, and mm-hmm. she had to to have all this hormone therapy and stuff. Like, it's not an expensive uh, uh, treatment. It's not at all. Expensive. Oh, it's definitely not. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I the the other nonsense thing that I heard that um you know what you were just saying um is a perfect example of like you got along great with everybody around you. Like they're all your brothers and sisters and they they care for you you care for them like i heard people who were in support of this be like oh well you know they're just not gonna fit in like how can you how can you like like they just don't have like an easy place you know there's strict uh, uh separations between gender in there it's like i promise you it's not a problem for the people who are around these these people like I yeah promise no you, like it's not an issue I, I came out to my squad mates and they're just like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. So anyways, and we continue talking about something yeah. else. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. Like, that, nobody cares. It's, yeah. It's because it's just me, you know? It, they're, they're my fellow troops, uh, fellow Joes. It's just but it, yeah. people who've been around for way too long trying to think of like, oh man, when I was in the army back in the 40s, we wouldn't have stood for such philandering. Not realizing well, that most people have yeah. moved on a little bit. Well, the thing is, the army rolls on, right? The army grows, the army changes, the army yeah. adapts. So yeah, you can. the army was one way fucking 50 years ago, but that is not the same army. And for a very good reason, because the world fucking changes, the army has to change with it, you know? Yeah, if they just stay in the past, then you're going to get rolled over by somebody else who actually progresses in, in smart ways. Right, exactly. Like, Which is the same sort of thing as the Pentagon coming out not too long ago and being like, oh yeah, probably the number one uh, threat to the United States is climate change, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I can't get, I don't know anything about all that. I can't, I'm not a fucking meteorologist. <laughs> but, um, I personally think that is hilarious. <laughs> yes, me too. But, um, yeah, I, I, after working with several 
um, other branches, I could say. Uh, I've come to learn that, you know, I, I this single-handedly disarmed my belief in most government-based conspiracies. Because <laughs> half the time, it's like, the government is so unorganized. Like, how could they pull any of this shit off? That you, <laughs> you people are, like, you're claiming. It's like, bro, ev- spying on every single person. We have trouble spying on one person. Like, come on. Like, yeah. But, well, it's, yeah. It's the classic. It's one of the... Um, I forget exactly what it's particularly from, but it's from some kind of propaganda playbook. But it's basically, like, make your enemy out to be both like the most terrifying thing imaginable and also like weak and incompetent and just mm-hmm. flip-flop back and forth between those two things where you know you say that oh they have no idea what they're doing we got to get them out of power and then also pretend that they're like this massive conspiracy that somehow does this like incredibly complex maneuvering to control things in people it's like okay okay which pick a side here Pick an enemy. Right, yeah. Like all I like I said, I can't speak to the truth or reality of any of this. All I can say is within my own experience, they're pretty fucking incompetent. Pretty less <laughs> than optimal. Like it's a bunch of human that's beings. That's just my own opinion. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's just a like, bunch of human beings. Like I'll, they 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 cut corners to get off work early on Fridays just like you do. Yeah. Right, right. And it's like I'm sure there are some actually evil people up in the chain in high positions. I'm sure, like, but you could find evil fucking people anywhere. You can find yeah. them working at Walmart. Does that make it, you know, is Walmart a conspiracy? I, actually, maybe Walmart is a conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I don't know. Like, that's not something I keep a lot of tabs on. Um, Walmart's a yeah, conspiracy uh, in the open. It's one of those things <laughs> of, like, uh, like, it doesn't count as a conspiracy... It only counts as a conspiracy if they're trying to keep it a secret. But it doesn't count as a conspiracy if you do shit like Walmart does where they're like, all right, well, we're going to, you know, rearrange our stores regularly because we've had studies that show that confused shoppers buy more and, you know, make our our stores a certain color in a certain way to to make people spend more money in there. Or Amazon. I mean, but is that yeah. or Facebook or all like, these different things, you know? Right. So, like, honestly, if you want my opinion, private corporations like Walmart, Facebook, and all—I'm not going to slander them. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want a lawsuit. Don't sue me. I don't have any money. It's I promise okay. you. I don't think. I don't think we're big enough <laughs> um, fish to fry. We don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but I'm going to say. Uh, I'm pretty fucking sure those private corporations, especially the huge ones, are more evil than the military and the government. Especially because they have more autonomy and a lot more clout. I would agree. And uh, the the big thing is it just like... Maybe, maybe evil is not always the applicable thing, but amoral. Whereas it's just like they don't have a morality. Yeah. Their morality is profit-driven. And yes, yes, that's a much that. more elegant way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure, we will bend whatever morality exists. You know, if if it if it makes us a lot more money, you know, we'll 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 make a, li- a few little, you know, we'll throw you a few bones if it doesn't cost <laughs> yeah. us too much. But 
You know, if it's going to really bump up our bottom line, then, yeah, we're going to make an algorithm that uh, makes people angry on purpose. Hank and I were actually just talking about this in the last podcast. <laughs> it's funny this got... Oh, really? Yeah, the last <laughs> one we talked about evil and social media and corporations and stuff. Oh, my God. I could go on rants about that shit for hours. But... Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, I think I totally here. digress. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways... And digressions. Uh... <laughs> and digressions. That's why we're casual cognition here. Hell, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I, I dig it. Um... So the turning point for me being trans. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, like, if you want to continue talking about yeah. Um, yeah. that and whatnot, um, or we can continue talking about the conspiracy and we got time for um, everything. strangeness of Walmart and the companies. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, okay. So like, yeah, I'll just I guess I'll just tie off that loose end, and then we can continue on wherever you yeah, want to go. Yeah, I want to hear but, that. Um, basically, I ended up becoming super, super depressed in the army. Um, a lot of different factors. Um, I don't want to get too specific on why, but uh, I basically ended up trying to kill myself uh, several times. Um, and basically, uh, my chain of commands, God bless them, they wanted to work with me because typically, like in my position, if... I <clears throat> tried to kill myself. That's instantly cut off from all my accesses, all my job. Mm. I can't work anymore, and they basically boot me out. Well, my command pulled a lot of strings and got me back to work, but, I mean, I was still, you know, in this headspace. Like, work is uh, not what I care about. Like, I'm mm. still in this, like, suicidal mode. So I tried again, and they're like, bro, like, we can't help you this time, like, Gotta kick you out. Um, so they kicked me out uh, February 5th, 2021, and um, tried to kill myself again. Was it an honorable or dishonorable out. discharge? Uh, they gave me a general under honorable conditions. Okay. Uh, which is usually what they'll give someone if okay. it's medically related. Yeah, that's much um, like, for those who don't know, dishonorable discharge yeah. is you really, really don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Thank God I, they didn't give me that. They easily could have if they wanted to, but they didn't. Well, actually, no, I'm not even sure they could have given I know they could have I, given I me a, think other than honorable. That, in in that, those circumstances, yeah. that's why I was curious. Yeah, dishonorable is usually reserved for, like, criminal. Yeah, criminal uh, activity or yeah. desertion. Um, they probably could have given me an other than honorable just because of, like, the circumstances and mm -hmm. other stuff. Um, but, no, thank God my... Uh, <laughs> My major, my CEO, gave me a um, general under honorable. Good. Um, which is very nice of him. <laughs> but that way, it was very nice of him. Uh, but yeah, but after I got out, I, it actually made me even worse because I was like, okay, now my purpose is gone. The thing I'm good at and I love is gone. Um, and by the third time I tried to kill myself, I woke up in the hospital bed and I was like, I'm done, like, with that life that I lived before. Like, I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna be who the fuck I am, and I fuck... You know, everybody can get fucked. <laughs> I'm gonna do me. Uh, basically, they released me, and I got hooked up with a VA and um, told them what was going on, and they got me hooked up with uh, HRT specialists really quickly, actually. 
Well, not quickly. <laughs> it took like six months before quickly I fucking got anything. Yeah, quickly. Uh, if your for viewers or listeners don't know, for the VA, six months is fucking. Yeah, fast. that's uh, that's that's pretty. Yeah, pretty solid performance from the VA. Right, right. Like usually, like for the VA, I'm gonna be like, "Hey, I broke my fucking knee." They're like, "Oh, cool. We'll see you in three months." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, they're not great, not optimal. But um, hey, like they have good people working their ends. Um, yeah, they just they don't get luckily, the funding yeah. or support, but you know. Yeah, exactly. They're just they have their hands tied. I really get that, but it is what it is. So um, yeah, six months later, uh, there I was on starting my first hormone therapy. Literally a day after I started taking estrogen and testosterone blockers. My depression went from like wanting to die every day to being like, oh, I don't feel too great, but I don't want to fucking kill myself. Wow. You know, like, and then like wow. a few days later, like the depression was like basically gone. Like, uh, a lot of my problems were like instantly solved. And I attribute that to the fact, I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, uh, the biggest changes aren't, well, yes, I mean, Estrogen does create a, like profound physical changes, um, but it also changes the way your brain works. And for me, it kind of like filled in the gaps. I f I feel like it's a very strange like sensation, but for me, it felt like there was something missing in my brain, and then it kind of filled in those gaps, and really fucking helped. Like it really did. Um, so even if it even if estrogen didn't change me anything physically, I would still fucking keep taking it because it makes me feel better. Like it makes me just ha happier, just from the chemical imbalance that I guess I have in my brain. I don't know if that's science or anything. <laughs> that's just my experience. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, and that's really interesting because I think that a lot of this conversation kind of revolves around whenever it's talking about the, the hormone therapy, it revolves around like the physical changes, like you said, mm -hmm. but I, I have heard that before multiple times of like, well, it, it just made me feel right. It made me feel better. And in these like, right. Sometimes very ambiguous ways. And, you know, it, it may not even be, something that you can identify like, oh, it made me feel more like the gender I want to align myself with. It just made me feel better. It just made me feel more normal. It's not something that I can pin down as to why. And, you know, I don't know why certain people's brains work that way, but it seems to be a thing that happens in a very no, physical yeah, sense. No, yeah, for sure. Like, like, it's not just like, I'm not a psychological... <laughs> Um, or, or, or proclivity, it's it's like there's something physical that goes on in these situations. Yeah, so I don't like I don't believe it's the um, what what do you call it the fucking um, uh, placebo effect at all. Um, because only for the only reason that I've noticed, and other people around me who've known me forever, like since I was born, kind of friends and family, noticed that my behaviors were changing, like very subtly at first. But, like, I became more empathetic. I became way more patient with people. Uh, I loved hugging people more, which is something I've never done before. You know, um, I've become more, um, 
you know, uh, longing someone to um, share my life with and finding a partner, you know, um, which is something I did not care about before at all. Like, I, I, mean, ca- I had a lot of casual sex, don't get me wrong, but I've never been interested in having a relationship because I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do whatever. So it was very, like, small but noticeable changes in, like, the way I was. And people would ask me about it. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. That's weird. You know, like, so it definitely does something. Um, I just, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I wish I would love to hear an explanation about it one day. Yeah, I, um, I would be interested in hearing a, a medical opinion about it, but, uh, I, I do have a friend who's, um, he's, I, I don't think he has his PhD quite yet, but he's almost there. And he's a he's a psychologist, and he actually has clients and stuff already. And I would love to ask him about some of this stuff because it's there. It's so complicated, and I feel like the the public conversation around it is very um, ignorant of the the real medical and scientific information about it. <laughs> and it gets. Um, you know, one one of the dumbest things that I hate hearing about so much is the the whole transgender athlete thing. It's like, why is the national conversation being tied to like three people? Like, how many people? How many top level transgender athletes do you think there are in the world? Like, this is not well, this is not I, some problem I'm, that just happens yeah. all the time. Well, I'm per- uh, forgive me because I'm a little ignorant on it. Maybe you could shed some light for me. But I mean, I was under the impression that those transgender athletes didn't even do very well. Like, like well, that's, uh, they weren't like, even like, there was like know, one like woman in New Zealand or something like that who broke a couple of weightlifting records. And there was like a, oh, a, wow. a college but, athlete or something. <laughs> it, yeah, that's what I like. There's like two or three examples that people. Yeah, to. like, and it's, there, it's like, not exceptional by any means, you know? Yeah, like it's and yeah, like most of the people who are our transgender athletes are, are are not, you know, top level Olympic athletes because most athletes mm-hmm. aren't top level Olympic athletes. And so right. uh, the the conversation around that to me is just kind of distracting from the thing that makes people uncomfortable. And you know, the the the, the real conversation is just people don't want to talk about it because it's it's a little too complicated and it's a little too uncomfortable. And it it confuses people, and so then everything gets rolled into these, you know, stupid things. You know, people bitching about stuff that doesn't right. really matter. It's just more twigs that they can toss on the fire, you know. Like, yeah. I I have several people who I've met, some of who some of whom are very good friends of mine now, who genuinely came up to me and they're like, "Hey, like I know you're pretty like." Um, resilient is one word you could use. Um, so let, can I ask you about like you know I'm not trying to be offensive, but can I ask you these questions that I don't know any other trans people who would ever like talk to me about this? Like, yeah, I'm like anytime someone comes up to me and asks you like, hey, like I will answer any question you want as long as you're not a fucking dickhead about it, you know? Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, I'm usually really cool about just if someone is just curious, um, like. Some people didn't even understand that transgender people take HRT um, to help them, you know, transition. They a lot of them just thought that we were cross dressers, you know. 
Um, and, and I was like, hey, crossdressers are actually straight men. Right, right, which is very <laughs> odd. I've had some, I've had people like come up to me and be like, hey, why don't you keep it in the closet? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, he was like, I don't care if you're a tranny or what, but keep it in the closet. I'm like, oh, okay, dude. And then actually, I told my friend about who knew that guy. And uh, like two days later, I get a text message and it's like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know. Like, um, I'm I'm still learning my uh, so and so you know educated me and I really wanted to apologize. It's like, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, that's cool. Like, the important thing is like you know we're spreading awareness and like people are learning and I think that it helps um, at least a little bit of acceptance because like I feel like most of the hatred is based on pure ignorance. Like people don't know, and as well uh, they like think we're yeah. Um, right, right. You know, it's this kind of like this. <laughs> I would say I would normally say a boogeyman, but it's it's less about fear and more about. I mean, I guess it is kind of about fear. For some reason, there's a lot of people who are just uncomfortable with the idea of somebody changing their gender. And well, I think a lot of it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was. Uh, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I think a lot of that fear, especially from men, is that they're going to, you know, take a girl home one day and, hey, I'm going to pop out a, you know, <laughs> pop out a wiener and it's going to get real weird real, real fast if they're not into that. Um, and I think a misconception is a lot of guys think trans girls are out trying to, like, trap them, you know. That and, is that is uh, some and, of the weirdest yeah. Like boogeyman right. stuff I've ever seen, and I do see right. That. Like, oh, you think it's such a, it's a real thing? Women out there who are just trying to trick you into having. I mean, I'm, maybe there are. Uh, I'm, I can guarantee you, it's a vast minority. Most <laughs> of the time, trans women are more afraid of men than men have any reason to be For afraid good of trans reason. women. Yeah, because trans women are often like in that situation. Um, you know, um, say a trans girl gets taken home. And pops out a wiener. A lot of guys react with, um, I think the term is trans panic, mm -hmm. something like that, and they would just like beat them to death. Like it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Like the guy would just kill the trans girl out of just like some sheer panic. Um, <laughs> which is like, it, yeah, it's insane. Like gay. it makes zero sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, but it's so why, why fucking strange. So afraid of this, I don't understand it, it. Yeah. It happens. It happens. It. Unfortunately, it's. I don't either. I have trouble understanding it. I try to empathize and I try to like, genuinely, genuinely give bigots and ignorant people the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't think they are really like bad people. I think they just are fucking idiots and they don't know <laughs> these things. And if I, if we educate them, maybe maybe we'll, you know, help them be a little less um, bigoted. Yeah, no? well, I think one of the most important things is for people like that to meet people like yourself or at, at least, um, you know, experience conversations like this and, you know, get a, a normalized perspective of somebody without it being some kind of caricature, like I was saying, because it's like... Um, you know, the, I think a lot of these, these people, you know, especially conservative types in America, if they're seeing a depiction of a trans person 
in their media sphere. It's going to be the most flamboyant, you know, sexualized version of it. It's going to be, um, yeah. or even a gay gay man or, or or woman. You know, it's going to be a guy in like chaps <laughs> with no pants on underneath, right. wearing a sailor hat probably, and a BDSM. Probably has a beard vest. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably really ripped. And, and yeah, uh, you know, I was wearing one of those like cod pieces. You know, oh my it's god! Be like yeah. yes, this is what the gay community wants to bring into your neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always funny like, when people bring up like RuPaul's drag show and talk about <laughs> drag shows. To me, like yeah, like I think you would love it. Like you know, I actually hate those things because they're usually just straight men. Some of them having yeah. fucking beards, put on makeup and dresses. Like don't, uh, don't get me wrong. Like I have nothing against drag shows. I don't personally. Yeah have anything about the people who enjoy it. Hey, like, dude, like, live your life. But when people use that to compare to transgender people, and, you know, it's it's a yeah. little offensive. It's like, because that's, I feel like that's how they see us. And it's like, um, yeah, I in a dress, sure. Like, I guess you could see, I could see where that mistake could be made, but there's a difference there. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, like, you know. Well, and the really ironic thing about that situation is that, you know, um, that that caricature of the gay man that I just created, which once again, no problem with that. Mm -hmm. That's a fun time. Mm -hmm. That is like the the vast minority of of gay men, the the Mm -hmm. overwhelming majority of gay men. You wouldn't really know that they were gay unless you unless you talk to them and got to know them. They're just normal seeming people and you would never know. And hilariously. Those um, cross-dressing men that you were talking about, as we just mentioned, most of them are straight men, and they're the more mm-hmm. flamboyant little, like, small minority of straight men, and most straight men are just normal-seeming. It's like, actually, the same thing goes for trans people. Most of them you wouldn't really know unless you talk to them or, you know, unless you, um, like, it, unless they had some kind of, like, um outward appearance type of thing that was was showing it off but the majority of them you'd never even know and 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 it's no big deal they're just normal people and i think that's the most important thing for people who these these type of ignorant bigot types to understand is that like most of these people you would enjoy talking to and would would get along with they watch football they Mm -hmm. drive cars and and work on their engines they have relationships and children. They care about their families, and their families care about them. They're in the military. They're in the police departments. They're in. They're they're serving their country. They're serving their communities. Like these are normal people, good people, and the 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 sort of vision, the projection that you've made in your mind doesn't represent the you know ninety nine percent of them. I think that's very well said. Very well said. And that's why it's important to have people like you on the podcast, bringing <laughs> it back around. Well, so I'm so happy <laughs> to have you on. Like I said, very honored to be here. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so awesome. Let me ask you this. What do you enjoy doing for fun? <laughs> um... Well, I don't really play video games. I don't really like 
I'm not a super outdoorsy person. I mean, I'll go to bars and hang out, but that's about it. Uh, mostly, I like um, being an amateur porn star. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I, I like if that being an good. adult entertainment entertainer. Yeah, that is kind of it started as a hobby, just something I did for fun. Um, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, is because porn got boring to me, and I wanted like fit like. Not physical. I mean, obviously physical. Who doesn't want physical? Uh, <laughs> Who doesn't but, enjoy that? Come on now. Yeah, but um, I mean, I, I mean, at the time, I like points. it's icing on the cake. Right, right, right. Um, well, for me, because I still have a lot of like things about going out by myself and going and dating and whatnot. Um, it's something I'm still working on. Um, especially because you know, like it's like we just talked. Like it, it's just dangerous for a trans woman to be walking around up by herself. Yeah. Like I won't go to bars unless I have a friend who is like six foot tall, weightlifter, and ready to beat someone <laughs> up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, not that. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on um, where you anyways, are in Hawaii, it can be be a little dangerous too. <laughs> I always got mugged in a uh, uh, Honolulu one time over near Waikiki Beach. Oh, yeah, people oh, really don't know that, like, there are, just because it's paradise doesn't mean nothing bad happens. Yeah, no, the no. strip over there can be a rough place. Yeah, for sure. Um, what was I saying? I kind of got off track. <laughs> Sorry, I derailed <laughs> you. Um, you were saying that uh, you can't go out too often, so um, you're talking oh, about yeah, amateur right. porn. Yeah, 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 thank <laughs> we you. We were just talking um, about amateur so... porn. To, you know, something, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. Something we all enjoy so... every now and then. Right, exactly. It's a, it's a, just a normal everyday thing, like kind of like choosing Another Chardonnay thing versus. Feel uncomfortable <laughs> like, talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're hitting all of the bases today. <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, yeah, I got so I got into amateur porn only because I was like, not really pursuing relationships online, but mainly just like exploring my sexuality as a trans woman, kind of getting over some of my sexual traumas, um, and just enjoy it because it's fun it's like like i realized i really do enjoy just like helping guys and occasionally girls get off you know um whatever whatever it might be so um, obviously i have like very distinct lines that i draw um uh, but you know you know for my own safety and for just moral reasons but yeah for the most part i just um create content uh, mainly for myself, and then I share it on different platforms like OnlyFans and Pornhub. Not that I'm ad- I'm not advertising them at all. I'm just saying. Um, hey, we can put the links in the yeah. description if you want. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I'd be down. Like, hey, I don't know. I, make it, as as I make it kicked off of the platform. I don't know if I can. Yeah, put the links in the platform. it's all good. But, hey, I, can, uh, <laughs> I can. I can. I can give you guys a little. Uh, a little. Um, uh, uh, uh bread breadcrumb crumb trail to follow. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you. We'll get you the views. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, but no, no, not if it's gonna. Yeah, it, we don't have to do that. Uh, my point being is like uh, a couple of my friends uh had already been doing amateur, um, you know, um, porn acting, <laughs> and amongst other things, and they're like, hey, like if you're already doing it. For fun, like, why not try to get paid for it? It's like, huh? I never thought about that. <laughs> why not? <laughs> like, hell, I'm already just making the videos and taking the pictures and dressing up and all this stuff. Um, 
sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I got started in it, and um, I've been having a lot of fun. I mean, I don't have. I'm just gonna say my viewers and fans are very um, <laughs> uh, skint right now, but uh, I don't I really don't have too many views or followers. But hey, like I said, like I do it for myself more than anything. Um, so yeah. Now, um, one thing that you mentioned that I, I think is worth mentioning because I think this is one of those things people get confused by is mm -hmm. that um, so you say that you do scenes with uh, men and women. Are you do you consider yourself bisexual? Um, so I am bisexual. Yes. OK, um, so. Because this is something that people often don't get a little mixed up between the difference between gender and sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's important to um, exp explain that briefly in that, you know, your being a trans woman does not affect which gender you're attracted to. Yeah, it's, it's a for totally sure. distinct thing. And sometimes it seems like in mm -hmm. the community, it seems like something that's very obvious. But I've heard so many people be confused by that. And no, me, I understand. Like, yeah. How, how is that confusing? But I mean, I could see for out for someone who has no experience with the LGBT community and really just. um. Actually, psychology as well. Very strange. Uh, very strange bedfellows there. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, gen uh, sexuality and gender identity are completely different things. And I think the fact that uh, we have, you know, the LGBTQ plus um, label kind of confuses people because that the transgender, transsexuality, that's... Um, just it's lumped kinda, in with yeah, it's kind of wrapped in with stuff that doesn't actually have anything to do right with it. and i mean like unless you actually thing. care yeah right yeah exactly unless you actually care to like understand why it's in that acronym nobody would know like yeah. they'll just think it's like oh yeah it's the same thing as being gay I'm like no it's not at all <laughs> like yeah. two different parts of the same um puzzle i guess i think that's but, why um, yeah targeted recently is like like gay people are a lot more accepted in the public sphere now. Mm -hmm. And now like people who are, who are, we're trying to prevent that from happening are like, all right, maybe we can go after the trans people now because people aren't yeah, kind yeah. Of people about them. Maybe we will have another boogeyman to, to throw it. Yeah. We're definitely an easy target. That's for sure. Um, very, <laughs> very unfortunate, but hey, it's very unfortunate. what it is, but back to porn uh, talk. I did yeah. have one question about that. Um, what has been your experience with that in regards to... Um, I've heard that there's a lot of issues with exploitation in the in the uh, porn production community. Have yeah. you um, seen any issues like that going on? Or do you have any, uh, any thoughts about that? So I thank... Thankfully, I have not personally, um, and the friends I have who also do porn uh, have not either. Mm -hmm. um, and not that I know of, not that they've told me. But I, like I said, like for me personally, I do it because it's something I enjoy. Like, um, so I can't say I've been exploited. Um, 
Have I had situations where people wanted to be do wanted me to do things I'm uncomfortable with? Yeah, of course. Um, I basically just cut those people off. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> do something that Yeah, like I'm not gonna do something outside yeah. of what I'm comfortable with, you know? Like I have some very strange stories of what people wanted, and uh, I'm not sure if anyone wants to hear that. But I basically like, I was like, "Yo, like I'm not doing that," and they're like, I'll "No, put no, the explicit please, please, tag please. on this yeah. one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to get into it because they were very strange individuals. <laughs> it's just funny coming from a transgender person. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I, I mean, like I said, I. It, I have no problem refusing to do something because I'm not doing this because I have to. I'm doing it because I want to. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are very many uh, men and women um, and people from all gender identities um, who are stuck in a situation where that's all they can do. Like, yeah. And they are exploited and stuff like that. And, like, yeah, it's very unfortunate. And I wish there was a way to like quickly and easily identify because you know when you're watching porn you're just like oh yeah this person yeah. is sexy let's watch them fuck like you're not thinking like is this do is this person doing it ethically you know like yeah. is this is this porn ethically sourced <laughs> yeah I, I actually think that's a funny thing that i've 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 mentioned to a couple of people like I think I think that it would it would behoove us to try and and get some ethic ethically sourced porn and think yeah. about hey, our hey, porn choices. Great platform idea. <laughs> and, hey, well, you know what? It, it's 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 one of those things that suffers from the embarrassment factor too, because we can't have a national conversation about it, even though the vast majority of people look at porn. Oh yeah, most people and so many people just porn. don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk I, about. I I know, like you mentioned porn to someone, uh, most people are like, "Oh, hey, that's <laughs> this, is, this is work. Let's not talk about it." Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, please don't look at my browser history. Like me personally, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. Please look at my browser history. <laughs> like, you know, like is anything we connect on. Yes, no. Okay, well, fuck. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I understand a lot of people like bury that part of themselves and hide it. I don't know why they feel that way. I just, it's just very unfortunate that that's the day that we live in. You know. Yeah, and people. It's it, you know it's kind of like a a macrocosm of like the the sexual assault uh, sexual abuse of uncle or something that the family doesn't want to mm -hmm. talk about. It's like nobody wants to talk about it because everybody's embarrassed about it, and the the there but there's a victim out of it. And then you know as a national issue, nobody wants to talk about our our porn habits, and as a consequence people get exploited simply because yeah. we are too uncomfortable to address our own sexuality which is a natural part of being a human it's not like it's shameful right, to right. look at porn it's not yeah, shameful like, to <laughs> masturbate <laughs> you know it's despite okay, like, almost what your pastor does. may tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you know, i think lying to your partner or you know Maybe if you're jacking it 18 times a day, okay, okay. We need to, you can get addicted to these sorts of things just like anything else that, that is enjoyable. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely addictions that happen around sexuality and that could be addressed separately. But it's pretty well documented that a normal healthy dose of masturbation is completely fine. 
There's no downside. Well, I think it's actually it. like healthy. Yeah, because yeah, it's like it's good for you if you do it in moderation, just like anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, in, in moderation, they've shown that it's actually yeah. a, a completely normal, natural, and healthy thing that humans do. So yeah, no big deal as long as we're not causing people to be exploited by bastards. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Try try That's maybe try sure. and. Um, Ethically source your porn, folks. It's an important <laughs> thing. Hey, yes, definitely ethically source porn. Just remember that. <laughs> yes. e ethically source your meats and uh, <laughs> and your meats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, man. Love that. All right, how much time we got? Are, are we um, you know, I, I, didn't even, I don't even have a timer on this one since I'm recording on OBS, so I've just been going oh, okay. and going, so we can stop whenever. Um, if oh, you want I to, mean, we can I... wrap it up. Um, we, uh, I can have you back on as well, you know. We, uh, oh, I we would love to come back. That would be awesome. Or recurring guests. Uh, so I love to have people on. I love to have people in our little, uh, our little sphere of influence and um and uh community and since you're a member of the little dtfh discord mm -hmm. i know where to shout find out you to duncan yeah oh hell shout yeah out to duncan such a great yeah god name. bless him yeah <laughs> i'm so uh, yeah i will i mean it's really amazing how his community uh really pulled people together like from all walks of life it's very like beautiful i think in my opinion i mean yeah it is beautiful yeah, um, I've gotten to have on Aaron Goldberg and uh, Valo. Uh, Valo oh, wow. Infinity. I've gotten to have both those guys on. I should be having Valo on again in in the uh, in the future, and I'm I'm sure I'll be able to rope Aaron into coming back on. We had a good time. Uh, <laughs> one of these days, I'll try and I'll try and get Duncan himself to come on. I'm sure he'd be happy to. I've just been too shy to ask him, but. I always love having conversations with the people from uh, from my DTFH family. They are some of the best people, and uh, you are no exception. Well, thank you so much, Nate. Um, I, like I said, I would love to be back um, sometime. Just let me know, uh, and hey, we'll just set it up. Yeah, this has been a great conversation. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much. Take care and um, Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>